It's the What a Weird Week podcast for Friday, March the 10th, 2023. Special episode, you guys. Serial weirdness and the interview with the vampire. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy moon healing. Really weird, weird tale. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. Thanks for checking out the What a Weird Week podcast. My name is Scott. It's March break around here. I was going to take the week off of podcasting. My kids are home. But then on the radio show, it was National Cereal Day on Tuesday, and we, we had all this cereal weirdness. It was like we took a deep dive into a giant bowl of cereal, which now I regret saying it out loud. We should have really done that. Would have been a wonderful publicity stunt writing that one down for next year. So instead of taking the week off, just going to do something a little different this week, some cereal weirdness, and also it's time change weekend around here, and there's one person you don't think about so much during this time of year, and it impacts them greatly, the time change, the spring forward time change. That's the vampire. Vampires hate this time of year, and we have an interview at the end of the podcast, our exclusive interview with the vampire. This is season four, episode 24, a few sound bites from the radio show. Kellogg's Fruit Loop Cereal with natural fruit flavors, orange, lemon, cherry, and lots of vitamin C. Part of this complete breakfast. A couple of things to unpack there on that 1980s commercial I'll for say. Fruit Loops. <laughs> orange, lemon, cherries. Tony says it's all one flavor. That's what the, that's what the experts say. It's hard to imagine when you bite into a different color Fruit Loop, your brain is telling you one yeah. thing, but it's all the same flavor. I spent a long time believing that I was getting like... 15 different flavors. Yeah. And uh, the it's other... a lie. I, I grew up live, believing a lie. Oh, my gosh. That's not the only lie you grew up believing, oh, my friend. I know. The thing about vitamin C. Did you know Fruit Loops <laughs> and vitamin C? No. What? So that was from Cereal Day the other day. And uh, a couple of you were like, no, no, no. Definitely. Like, why would they have an orange one? You guys, why would they have an orange Fruit Loop? If you Google this... People have done a deep dive on it. I think even science has looked into this. Your orange Fruit Loop tastes exactly like the cherry Fruit Loop or whatever. Or I guess you shouldn't describe them as flavors, just colors. They're all the same flavor. So bizarre. But thank you for reaching out, you guys, on Cereal Day. I feel like this means something, but I didn't do too much research on the psychology of it. Taylor Swift, sociopath or awesome individual. Taylor Swift's cereal of choice is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I feel like sociopaths would eat bran flakes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what we'll do, um, line up some known psychopaths and sociopaths. And see what their favorite breakfast cereal is. Shouldn't be too hard. We're in radio. There's a whole bunch kicking around the office. But yeah. And then we'll just do a blind taste test. See who likes what cereal and uh, science. Boom. So thank you for reaching out about that on cereal day. First, a couple of you were like, do your colleagues know you call them all psychopaths? Uh, yes. I believe it's 100% scientifically accurate. Then the other thing was uh, <laughs> a number of you sent us this thing where apparently you really can tell if you're a psychopath through eating cereal. If you pour the milk in the bowl first, more than a few of you pointed this out. Pour the milk in first. Then the cereal, that means you're a psychopath. That's the test. I guess that comes right from the FBI, you guys. Fluffs, you guys. Fluffs. I feel like I don't even know you, you guys. Barf. Hey, 
Tony and I are on the same page. But that is, uh, you'd see it a bit drastic. There should be a something, some sort of alarm should go off <laughs> if we agree about something. It doesn't happen that often, you guys. It's supposed to be no wrong answer. But then my heart told me that Fluffs is wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was from Serial Day was on Tuesday. Um, thanks for reaching out afterwards. First of all, a couple of you pointed out, we asked you what your favorite cereal was. And then when you when you shared, when you, you took a chance on us and shared from the heart, we told you you were wrong. And that I got to work on that, you guys. That was not, if you love Fluffs, I shouldn't judge. Fluff judgment? Anyway, the other point was that um, Fluffs won. Uh, so Fluffs has this thing for one of the greatest prizes in cereal boxes ever. I had no idea about this. So thanks for sending this. So just for background from my own kids, you used to get prizes in cereal boxes. Amazing plastic submarines and things. Teeny tiny stickers that you had to lick. It was a great era. Way back in the 50s, Quaker cereals, puffed wheat, so like fluffs. In the cereal box, you could get the deed to one square inch of land in the Yukon. Yukon Gold Rush country. Actual deeds. You just had to sign it, and it was a deed to one square inch of land in the Yukon. I guess they go on eBay for like 20 bucks if you still had one of these. Incidentally, last time I bought cereal, I bought a box of cereal. It was almost 20 bucks for the box of cereal, too. It's Scotty and Tony. This might make you angry or make you excited to try something new, but some of the top-selling cereals, I bet you have never tried. It's hard to find just Canadian stats, so I'll run down the top 10 in North America best-selling cereals. Fruity Pebbles. Have you ever had Fruity Pebbles? Nope. Life. But I'm sure I had life one time by mistake. Um, my wife puts it in the homemade bits and bites at Christmas time. Frosted mini wheats, delicious. Fruit Loops, although Tony says um, no name Fruit Loops. One of the no name Fruit Loops is, I think, maybe my favorite. They've surpassed the actual Fruit Loops. Yeah, in flavor. Uh, Lucky Charms is number six on the list. Uh, some of you have texted that one and uh, admitted that you just eat the uh, marshmallows. <laughs> No shame. No no judgment here. Uh, the top five selling cereal in North America, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. We got a lot of answers for that. Taylor Swift's favorite. You said, did you, you said she might be a psych. Is she a psychopath because she eats Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Apparently not. Apparently, no. you guys, I'm the psychopath. <laughs> Surprise ending. Uh, the number four, this is wild. The number four best selling cereal in North America is Honey Bunches of Oats. Really? Uh, Frosted Flakes, Honey Nut Cheerios is number two. It's my wife's favorite. And just plain old Cheerios is the best-selling cereal in North America. Yeah, Not a single Rice Krispies. Yeah. I figured they'd be in the top ten. Scotty and Tony. Tony grew up not being allowed to have the delicious sugar-coated cereals. No, I, I wasn't. But later on, my brother was. He is almost 10 years younger than me. So it's like we lived in different houses. That doesn't seem much. fair to me. No, it's incredibly unfair. So That's, you know what? I'm happy you mentioned that. You'd have it was to, incredibly unfair. So you'd have like puffed rice and that sort of thing. Yeah, or? shreddies. Um, just plain Cheerios, shreddies. which are fine. I, I still like plain Cheerios. Um, some of the other ones were, were just terrible. 
Here are the worst cereal flops of all time. Cereals that came out and barely sold anything because just a terrible idea. Okay. Frosted Flakes banana cream flavor. Okay. Fruity Pebbles cupcake flavor. Sour Patch Kids cereal. Uh, SpongeBob Flakes. (laughs) That's just a blatant marketing, you know. Nerd cereal. Pop-Tart cereal. So every little thing in your bowl was a tiny, tiny Pop-Tart. How could that go wrong? I mean, I'm intrigued. Pop-Tarts are delicious. Anyway, failed. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal from the 1980s. I bet we'll see another one. Isn't there a new... Yes, some new movie coming out. We're going to see another one. Dunkin' Donuts cereal did not do well. Pac-Man cereal, nope. I think I had that. Yeah, that's one I think we tried before, too. Uh, early 80s nintendo cereal <laughs> just nintendo they just came up with it was just nintendo oh come on you guys somebody of course somebody got that approved and the uh the most disastrous release from general mills was nickelodeon green slime cereal it was green you guys wow scotty and tony i would have thought this was a million dollar idea and it was a complete failure in breakfast they came out with these things called Kellogg's Breakfast Mates. Mm-hmm. You know the little... When we were kids, you'd get the little box of cereal. Yeah. The mom sometimes would get that multi-pack, and you'd all fight for the Frosted Flakes. First time I saw was at a hotel. And when we were kids, those things were designed to hold milk. Yes. Like wax paper, wax box, whatever. You cut that thing open. It yeah. even had serrated, like my kids wouldn't understand that. I'd be like, no, right here, it would be serrated. Mm. You would open it with your spoon, then pour milk in and eat right out do of you the ever, box. Do you ever do that? I did that. I did that. Yeah. Was frowned upon at our house because it was a mess. <laughs> it was going to end up a mess, you guys. But you had to try. Well, Kellogg's Breakfast Mates took it one step further where it was the little box of cereal and it was sold with a little thing of milk. And How does so, it, where do you keep that? So it was like a juice box kind of size milk. Yeah. And it was all attached together. Like if you think of the lunch mates, lunchables, something like that. Yeah. It was a little bit like that. And it came with milk. So you'd stack them in the fridge, just grab one. Okay. So you keep, you keep, yeah, obviously you'd have to keep them in the fridge. Complete failure because it even came with a spoon because it wasn't really any more convenient it's much more convenient to take dry cereal and uh, mm. go to somewhere where there's milk which by the way i mean ask a university student they can uh, tell you where some coffee shop has milk out yeah the so little ones i would have been one of the people sitting around that board table saying yes this is a genius idea i'm gonna go spend my fortune now because we're gonna all be rich you guys but no but it failed they spent $30 million just in advertising and Holy stuff. Holy crap. And it didn't uh, pan out. What a waste of money. Well, at the time, they thought they were serial geniuses. Sure. Turned out they were serial killers, you guys. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But they did. They- I didn't even see that one coming. You guys, it's time change weekend around here where we broadcast from. And I always think of our friends, the vampires, during the spring time change because they're losing out on darkness. You know, more daylight, bad for vampires. One year, 
we had an interview with the vampire. It sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks. It's a vampire joke, you know? I thought it'd be... I thought that one would be more funny. Sure, human people loving the daylight. Vampires not loving the daylight. So, less time for killing. Less time for drink blood. Less time for hang with friends. You know, it's... It's not great. So vampires hate this time of year. Vampires hate a lot of things, but, you know, that would be... This would make the top ten. The garlic, you know, is in there, too. And Anyway, yes, vampires hate the daylight the time. Don't save it. Get rid of it, humans. Am I right? Hey. What if vampires just turned a bunch of lawmakers... You know, if you got organized and you made a bunch of the people who are in charge of the laws like daylight savings time if you turn them into vampires then they would ju- they, they could outlaw it could just be darkness all the time oh yeah sure because vampires are good at organizing that's sarcasm because we're not we don't we fight a lot of vampires it's hard to get along with another vampire it's not like hey chad nice to see you come over sometime we'd we'd do some uh, play some ps3 it's not that it's, hey, Chad, uh, uh, get away from me. I have a lot of hate for you. I hate you, Chad. Chad's my brother, by the way. So Vlad and Chad? Yes. Vlad and Chad. At least you got it in the right order. Do you have some sort of petition that humans could sign, or is there something? Actually, yes. We have petition. It is, it is at my house. You'll need to come to my house to... You will come to my house. You will come to my house. You will come into my house. You will come into my house. And then you can sign petition. I did have another question for you. I've always wondered when you turn someone into a vampire or, you know, kill someone as a vampire who kills and turns people into vampires. At some point, as more and more people become vampires, Shouldn't there be no more people and only vampires? How do you regulate that? How long have you been around? Shouldn't this have already happened? I am happy to come over to your house and explain it to you in great detail. You will let me in your house. You will let me in your house. The only catch is you have to invite me in. It has, you have to say the words, I invite you into my domicile, okay? But I'm happy to have this discussion. I bring donuts. I will bring donuts. I will bring donuts. This week is bad for me, but I will definitely, we'll circle back on this. Um, So, Vlad, thanks so much for for being on the show. Just so everyone knows, they can hit me up on my Patreon. I do have a, a new book coming out next week. It's Vampire Jokes That Don't Suck. That's the name of it. It's also... It's also a pretty good joke right there. So, anyway, if any of your listeners want to reach out, they will come to my house. Come to my house. 